1: Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of The Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. And today we're going to be talking about H.J.R. 3, the proposed ban on gay marriage that's being talked about in the state house. that would amend the Indiana Constitution, actually allow the, uh, the an amendment to the Indiana Constitution mm-hmm. to go to the voters. Uh, and we're going to be talking about today, that today. I'll give you a little more background after I give you the phone numbers. They're 855-0811 in Bloomington and one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight 285 9348 outside of the Bloomington calling area. You can also join a live chat at org slash noon edition and you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition and if you do any of those things you'll be able to join Mary Catherine and I and our guests who are in the studio. Marjorie Hershey is a professor of political science at Indiana University and Democratic State Senator Mark Stoops represents Monroe County in the General Assembly and we also have uh, joining us in, a, in just a few minutes by phone Greg Wallace, the executive director of Hope and New Life Ministries in Greenwood who will be joining us. Greg are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Let me give a little uh, background for those who haven't been paying close attention. H.J.R. 3 is the proposed constitutional amendment uh, that would ban same-sex marriage. Uh, it's one. It's a very controversial piece of legislation in the General Assembly this year. Um, in the months leading up to the session, some universities and corporations, including Cummins and Lilly, and some other high-profile individuals have spoken out against it, and many political organizations have also weighed in on both the pro side and the uh, the con side. Uh, in this program today, we also invited—I want to want to say—before we get too, too far along, we invited a lot of Republicans who are supporting the the amendment, but none of them would join us on the radio today. So uh, we have the the guest panel that we have. So thanks all for being here. And let me start with uh, Senator Stoops, with Mark, and ask about this issue. You're uh, in your second year in the General Assembly. That's right. So, so, I mean, how how does this this bill compare to other things that you've seen, and what's the feeling up there?
2: Well, over the years, uh, in the General Assembly, you'll see bills come forward that are pretty controversial, dealing with a wide range of issues. And you can all you can definitely see the the difference between the the democratic stance and the Republican stance on these issues um, for instance, a couple of years ago, we had a bill that passed the general assembly that uh, that said that if you appeared to be his- if you appeared to be Hispanic, you could be pulled over and and the officer could actually ask to check your i d you would have to prove that you were not an illegal alien. And if you could not, you would be taken to jail. Uh, and that, again, is... I don't know how anybody could, could ever believe that that was not unconstitutional. And, and it was ruled unconstitutional. Um, this bill is very similar. This is, uh, this is a bill to amend the state constitution to say that, that marriage is between one man and one woman only... And that the General Assembly um, or the governor or judges cannot create anything that looks substantially or, or is substantially like a marriage between anything but one man and one woman. Uh, and uh, so the, the question is, what happens, what happens to the civil rights of gay couples? Um, and why is it that they have a reduced... Uh, reduced rights in this country, where we we tend to acknowledge that everybody has the same rights. Mm-hmm.
1: Greg, um, want you, I would like for you to join the the uh, discussion and offer your perspective on this bill.
3: Well, I I think a a good place to begin would would just be to say that I came out of the gay lifestyle back back in the early '80s, and back in the '70s. Um, mm. Gay marriage was not an issue for us because we just wanted to be left alone, and and gay rights and all of that was kind of before, before our time, you know. Um, Where where it is now is is it's become very politicized in a way that I don't think anybody saw happening in certainly uh, where I was at the time. What's happening now with the bill, I. I don't think they're trying to, I don't think the Republican Party is trying to
4: uh
3: punish anyone in I think what's happening is they're simply trying to define uh marriage once and for all as being between a man and a woman rather than subscribing to a, any type of revisionist view. And uh uh I think what's happened here is that uh, there's simply a, a desire to to come down to a very bottom line definition of, of marriage and why we marry and why there should be marriage and what they I think what they've done with the bill is bring it down to this. Uh, they've they've tried to politicize a very Moral issue, and I think that's very difficult. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through this very carefully, right? Uh-huh. And I, I think what we're seeing is uh, on both sides is a little bit of misdirection, um, in that um, on one side you've got uh, a number of people that. That are trying to redefine a foundation stone of, of human society in, a, in, in such a way that it's just no, no longer going to be able to bear the weight that we put on it by redefining marriage to include same-sex relationships in a way that completes the, the separation of marriage from its true nature. Greg. and. Yeah. I was
1: just going to ask, I mean, you know, the, the point of this particular bill is to make sure that it gets into the Indiana Constitution. And, yeah. uh, you know, because right now there is a law in the state that, that would prohibit um, same-sex couples from marrying. I mean, is this something that you feel you, – do you feel strongly that it should be uh, in the Constitution?
3: I think marriage should be defined um, in the Constitution between a man and a woman. If, it, if yeah now now that being said, I'm all in favor of same-sex relationships being defined by civil law so that there is um, insurance and medical care and all the things that, that have been denied up to a point uh, in that sense okay all the, the legal ramifications all right. I'm all in favor of that. But in terms of uh, some of the more uh, strange of matters, you know, I'm you know, I'm not in favor of adoption. I'm not in favor of building a family in that in that sense of the word because I I do believe that that healthy families come from a a father and a mother because of the unique thing that they bring to the family that only a father can bring and only a mother can bring. Um, and so I think that's what's driving uh, that unfortunate bit of legislation that seems to be necessary at this time. All
2: right. Mark Stoops? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Mr. Wallace, I, I have a question, though. This definition of, of marriage or um, or the fact that marriage is between one man and one woman would wouldn't you agree that that's a religious concept, and that it, that our country is based on the separation of church and state, uh, I, and that I and, see and, and I see that I as something that that protects uh, religious institutions as well, not not just uh, people who are uh, uh, not following any particular religion uh, of the public.
3: I don't necessarily see marriage as being religious as much as I see it being cultural in that marriage is something that is uh, not unique to religion, but it is something that is common to every culture that we have, and it seems to be something that is common between one man and one woman, regardless of culture.
2: Would Would you agree, then, that, that the culture between um, gay and lesbian individuals... Is itself a culture, and one of excuse me, one of the cultures we have in America, and so they may decide that marriage is between uh, one woman and another woman, or one man and another man.
3: Well, they they can. We can decide what we want. If that doesn't make it right, we can put it into law, and that doesn't make it right. Uh, Let me. that That doesn't allow for healthy parenting.
1: Let me Let me jump into uh, something that you said, uh, Greg, you talked about you know benefits. Uh, you know you you would certainly um, be in favor of benefits. I think you said that for same sex couples yeah. and and that's part of this okay. am- amendment and Mark, maybe you can um, talk about this a little bit. I mean the, the amendment, I think would would not allow that is that correct and then so there was a second there's a second bill that's going through the legislature that's trying to explain what the amendment means is that am i sorry?
2: right it's 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 kind of a strange uh um, addition to the process if if you don't mind i'll read quickly the the house joint resolution number three sure. and it's for it's very short um, only a marriage between one man and one woman shall be valid or recognized as a marriage in indiana Uh, And then the second sentence, uh, the one that uh, has caused other issues, is a legal status identical or substantially similar to that of marriage for unmarried individuals shall not be valid or recognized. Mm -hmm. So that creates problems when you're talking about domestic partnerships that are given by many Mm -hmm. uh, businesses and and, uh, uh, local governments or... Um, living wills, um, when you have uh, end-of-life issues or child custody issues. Uh, so this, um, the Republicans uh, in the House have introduced a House Bill No. 1153 and that is much longer than the original HJR uh, uh, 3 and it goes on to try to explain that the second sentence in the constitutional amendment is not discriminatory, and that rather than what it says, it actually means that domestic partner benefits are okay, or um, there you can have protections of basic human rights for people who are gay or lesbian. You can have wills and trusts and um, uh, protection from domestic violence that meets your local statute. So in essence, they're saying this is a This is a discriminatory amendment uh, on its face, but we really didn't mean it to be discriminatory
1: I want to ask uh, Marjorie hershey to to talk about this issue a little bit because this, this this looks like i mean you you have studied politics and uh, you know for a few years, and <laughs> this seems like a uh, political kind of maneuver to try to define you know in one bill what another bill actually means. I mean, is this sort of – it seems kind of strange to me.
4: Well, uh, strange it may be. uh, Whether it's constitutional is is another question. Um, Let me just give us some background. Um, The the process of banning same-sex marriage really didn't begin in the United States until about 1996 when the Defense of Marriage Act was passed in the Congress. Right after that, literally right after that, about half the states passed laws with pretty much the same content as the Defense of Marriage Act that basically says a legal union is only between one man and one woman as husband and wife. At this point, what we've got is that 29 states have amendments, constitutional amendments, that ban same-sex marriage. Um, Of those... um, a lot, virtually all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them, also have state laws banning same-sex marriage. And some of them get into the territory that the second sentence of this constitutional amendment gets into. Um, Virginia, for example, has a, a constitutional amendment that Includes civil unions in the ban, and a few include arrangements, quote, like marriage, unquote, although in Virginia, the brand new attorney general has announced this week that he will not enforce his state's ban, which is one of the strictest. There are only four states now, including Indiana, that have laws that ban same-sex marriage, but not constitutional amendments. The really intriguing part of this is that same-sex marriage is now legal in 17 states plus the District of Columbia. About 10 years ago, that number was zero. And although very frequently the argument for including a constitutional amendment is that it's harder to uh, for a judge to undo a constitutional amendment than it is a state law, In the majority of those states, about half of them, the the legalization of same-sex marriage was by the state legislature, not by a court. In six others, the court decision overturned a ban on uh, or a constitutional amendment. And in three states, um, same-sex marriage has been legalized by popular vote. Maine, Maryland, and the state of Washington. This is a pretty striking divergence, with 33 states banning same-sex marriage in some way or another, and 17 states uh, legalizing it. And I think one of the things that it's related to is the fascinating fact, there was a a really intriguing series in the New York Times a week ago, about the fact that we are almost at an all-time high of states controlled by a single party in which the governor and both houses of the state legislature are run by that one party. Um, Given the close balance between the Democrats and the Republicans nationally, Any state that has unified party control is worried about losing it in the next election. And so states on both sides, states that are Democratic-controlled and Republican-controlled, more of them are Republican-controlled, are moving pretty fast right now in opposite directions to try to enshrine their wish list for law into law before they lose that unified party control. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing this rush all of a sudden where... Twenty years ago, uh, people weren't even asking for opinions about same-sex marriage. It mm-hmm. simply didn't exist mm-hmm.
1: uh, on, our on fun- the
4: political agenda, I should say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, let me give our phone numbers again, 855-0811 uh, in Bloomington, 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington calling area. You can also join uh, join us on our website, org slash noon edition, so you can... Uh, Ask questions there as well. Um, Greg Wallace is on the phone. He's the executive director of Hope and New Life Ministries in Greenwood. And I know, Greg, you're going to be uh, go- going off the phone in-, in a few minutes. But I wanted to-, to ask you, you know, when when Mark Stoops, Senator Stoops, read that um, that. Amendment. Um, it's you clearly are in favor of of sentence one. Um, do you wish that that it didn't have that second sentence in it? Or are you okay well, with I, that too?
3: I, I do because sometimes you know it it just seems like Republicans are their own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I I need to be careful how I talk about that <laughs> a little bit. I think, but I. I see that, that second one as being you know, really unnecessary, and and sometimes I think we need to just kind of take a deep breath and approach it from another direction. I, You know, I'm very much in favor of civil unions, and maybe a better way for me to respond to that would be that my wife works for a major investment firm here in Indiana, and she has for over 20 years. and. They are uh, very much in favor of same sex couples, and they provide full benefits and um you know everything everything that goes along with that full insurance and uh everything that that my wife and I have uh, they enjoy every every single part of that package and um and I think that's only right and fair. You know, I I think where I'm trying to draw the line here is I'm trying to get some definition here that this is only about marriage. This is not about life. You know, this is not about that other legal side. This is very much, to me, a moral issue. And I'm trying to get some definition there.
1: Okay, Greg. I, I really appreciate your being on the program today. We're going to let you go. We got some more callers that are coming in, and but we appreciate. I know we um, that the, we invited you to be on, and we are very happy that you were here to to give your perspective. Well,
3: I a pleasure to be on the show with your other two speakers, uh-huh. and I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Thank great. You very now,
1: much. now, before you go, Mark Stoops has a question, yep. though. Uh, yep, uh, yep, yes,
2: Mark. Mr. Wallace, would you support the uh, Republicans in the House amending? the House Joint Resolution 3, to remove that second sentence. Now, keep in mind that what would happen is that would um, cause the amendment to have to be heard in another two uh, sessions of the legislature. So it would not be able to go on the ballot, actually, in in this year.
3: You know, understanding that I'm not a political animal by any any stretch, I would. You know, and and I don't mind going on record with that, you know, because... um, I think um, that it's only right and, and fair that we, we just not try and skin the cat all at the same time here.
2: Well, please call your legislators and let them know that. <laughs>
3: <I appreciate it. laughs> all right. Okay, Mark, we'll hey, do that. Hey, thank thanks a lot.
1: Thanks a lot. That's okay, great.
3: great. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Uh-huh, that was Greg Wallace, Executive Director of Hope and New Life Ministries in Greenwood. Uh, we're talking about the uh, HJR the the... The amendment to the Indiana Constitution that would ban same-sex marriage, uh, our other two guests in the studio are Marjorie Hershey, Professor of Political Science at IU, and Democratic State Senator Mark Stoops, who represents Monroe County in the General Assembly in the Senate. Uh, we did invite several Republicans who support the amendment uh, to be, join us on the program today, but uh, they all declined. So. We uh, have some phone calls. The phones are kind of going crazy, but I think what we'll do is take our, our mid-show <coughs> break now and then come back with all the, all the phone calls. So we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Noon Edition. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg, along with Mary Catherine Carmichael. And today we're talking about HJR 3, the... One of the most controversial pieces of legislation that the General Assembly is considering this uh, session. I think it's fair to say it is the most controversial this session. Um, So we are talking about that with Marjorie Hershey, a professor of political science at Indiana University, and Democratic State Senator Mark Stoops, who represents Monroe County in uh, the Senate. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855 0811 in Bloomington or toll free 1 877 285 9348. You can also join a live chat at WFIU.org slash and you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So we're going to take our first phone call from Judy. Is uh, Judy on the line? Judy? I'm here. Hi. Go ahead.
6: Hi there. Uh, I'm from Jackson County, and I have a couple ideas or comments on this. Uh, first of all, I don't think our legislators should be messing with this topic at all. Uh, I don't think it should be part of the state constitution. I feel that, uh, the way things are going, the federal federal government is going to, you know, strike down these type of things, uh, in the future. So why go to all the time and expense and have court battles? Mm-hmm. Uh, second thought is the state issues a marriage license. How can, and it is a legal issue if they're denying a license to residents, okay? Uh, and I do think the uh, the bill itself, when it talks about uh, domestic partnerships and however that second line, uh, it's just going to be a real mess, because there are uh, people who aren't gay that, you know, a couple in a home, two sisters or something, and they get benefits and so on and so forth. So I think it's going to be a real can of worms, and I think our legislators have more important things, and I think they should just drop it, work on taxes, and roads and <laughs> these other issues.
1: All right, Judy. We appreciate your call. Reaction from our panelists. Okay.
6: okay. Yeah. I, and I, yeah.
1: And I guess it creates more trouble. Uh, as Ms.
2: Herge said, there are 17 states that, that allow gay marriage. And what happens to couples that move to Indiana once they're married? Uh, and I think there are complications with that as well. So they are legally married and uh, and they move to Indiana. So what happens at that point? That's that.
4: Too. I think that what we're seeing here is um, a real rush in many state legislatures that have unified Republican control. Um, this is not a partisan statement, just an empirical one, to try to enshrine this into the law as quickly as possible because public opinion is moving in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer that state legislatures wait, the less likely they are to be able to get this through. We've seen just a remarkable change In 1990, the first public opinion poll, I saw 10% of the respondents to a poll supported same-sex marriage. Now it's a majority, and uh, I've never really seen a change in public opinion on any issue this quick. Normally, political scientists say, well, we regard it as a change in public opinion if there's maybe a change of five percentage points. It's been 40 percentage points over the past 20 years. That's, that's really um, remarkable. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's yes. also a difference between people who uh, believe that it's okay to have same-sex marriage or and, and then also believe, though, that it should not be... Uh, enshrined in the state's constitution so i think that's going to play out in the election coming up
1: and and i want to ask margie um to what do you attribute that change is there any anything that you can point to to say well this is why this issue has changed that that much
4: Well, you know, it's always hard to identify one cause uh, as opposed to a whole series of spiraling causes and effects. But I think one of the most remarkable parts of this is that in 1985, uh, according to the polls that I was looking at, the proportion of Americans who reported that they knew somebody who was gay was only 25%. By 2000, it was 75%. Now, you know, it's not that the number of gay people tripled in between (laughs) those those two years. It's that as people who are gay and lesbian begin to uh, let other people know that that is the case, then all of a sudden a lot of people who otherwise might have thought that gay relationships were alien to them start to see that people that they have previously respected, liked, had relationships with are, in fact, uh, those who are affected by this law. Um, there was a there was an old story. Was it Justice Potter Stewart who said that he had uh, come to a decision on the sodomy law a number of years ago and then afterwards told his clerk, you know, I don't think I have ever known a gay person. His clerk was gay. Um, now, we would probably be more likely to know that information, and that makes a lot of difference to people's opinions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go back to the phones. We have uh, Daniel, I believe. Daniel's next. Hello. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Good. Thanks. What's, Good. Do, you, do you have a question?
7: I'm Bloomington, and No, it's not a question. Uh-huh. I wanted to... Actually, I have a few comments. Okay. First of all... To answer the gentleman, or in response to the gentleman from Greenwood, if marriage is a moral issue, then it really doesn't have any business being legislated anyway. And in fact, when you go and get a marriage license, it is a civil union, because it's, there's supposed to be a separation of church and state. So, you know, to even call it a marriage license is, is, in my opinion, wrong. You know, Um, as far as if you want to get married, I think that a marriage is something that happens between two people on an intimate level that has nothing to do with anything other than their own spirituality and belief system, you know. Um, And why anybody would want to deny that happiness to another a fellow human being just blows my mind. I, I, I can't fathom why anyone would do that. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be created equal, and any time that we start making laws that put one person out or one group of people separate from ourselves, then what we're doing is we're building fences and we're creating hatred.
2: Well said. Do you mind if I take notes on that? <laughs> 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 <For them? laughs>
7: and, uh. I don't
2: know. All right, (laughs) Dan.
1: That's that's how I feel in the legislature. (laughs) You
7: know, you guys in the legislature seems like the lady the first caller said you guys ought to be dealing with stuff that really friggin' matters. You know, like
2: plenty of important issues that we should be dealing with. Mm -hmm. Instead
7: of building prisons, build schools, train teachers, pay them what they're worth. You know.
1: All right, Daniel. Hey, yeah. listen. Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna get to another question, but we Mark, really appreciate your your call.
0: Mark, are you hearing from a lot of your constituents a similar thing? You know, please let's stay away from social issues and, and deal with the the real work of the state, as many people traditionally think of it. Again, dealing with roads, taxes, schools, that sort of thing.
2: I hear it from constituents, but I also hear it quite a bit around the state and in, in in Indianapolis and so are other legislators. So you'll find that really the Republican legislators uh, I think by a large majority w- wish this would just go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but they well, are they're they're actually they're actually and I, and as I said, I, I think they're hearing this from all over the state. Um, and it they're but of course they're in a difficult position because they're their base, because of the redistricting in Indiana, you have a number of very strong Republican districts. Um, so it's not the general election that matters, it's the primary. Mm-hmm. And they, and it may take um, only 10, 15 percent of a strong, uh, say, right faction of the party to decide the primary. Mm-hmm. And and many of these legislators have um, their basically threats of primary opposition depending on which way they go on this amendment.
0: And the Republicans do their maps most recently. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie, in a recent legislative uh, session, we dealt with right to work. Do you see any com- similarities between the right to work issue and, and this issue?
4: Well, I think what we're seeing, uh, a couple of our former graduate students here at Indiana uh, have become well known for discussing what they call conflict extension, that um, it used to be that sometimes people who uh, disagreed with one another on economic grounds might agree with one another on cultural issues or agree with one another on racial issues. Now what we've seen is a polarization on all three sets of issues going in the same direction. So I think you'll find that a lot of the folks who are very concerned about maintaining right-to-work anti-union laws are the same folks who are lobbying on cultural issues, on racial issues. And this is a real challenge for the Republican Party because um, the potential split in the party – right now is between those activists who have really given life to the party in the last 10 years, and those are evangelical Christians and people who are very conservative on social issues, and on the other side, business, and especially big business. Many businesses have come out very strongly against these bans on same-sex marriage. Eli Lilly is one. Cummins is another. There's a long, long list of major national corporations Because their argument is this makes it more difficult for them to recruit the very best employees that they can find. Um, If some of those employees would think that the state is not welcoming to them and to their families, that's a real challenge for the Republicans. Because Mm -hmm. those are very important – the morally conservative side for the volunteer activity that it generates and the business side for the financial help that it generates – you don't want to have to choose between them, but in an issue like this, they are directly opposed to one another.
2: We had, there was actually testimony in the House uh, Judicial Committee when HDR 3 was heard from site selection uh, companies that they they will actually um, – they uh, are hired to go out to all different states and, and analyze sites that are available for businesses, and, and the fact that, that Indiana – is considering this amendment uh the publicity we get um, has actually frightened off the site selection uh firms that that are looking for sites for these large corporations to move to it's a yeah. it's a
1: it's a big deal
0: well if if they are not going to be welcoming to at least six percent of your workforce that makes sense
2: that's right
1: all right we're uh, talking about h j r three today that's the uh the bill that would uh, continue to push a constitutional amendment that would ban same-sex marriage in Indiana. We have Marjorie Hershey, a professor of, of political science at IU, and Democratic State Senator Mark Stoops in the studio with us today. We did invite uh, several Republicans in the Indiana House, and they uh, declined to join us. We also invited and were declined by representatives of the Indiana Family Institute, the American Family Institute of Indiana, and Advance America all who support HJR3. If you want to join us on the program, you can call us at 855-0811 in Bloomington or 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington calling area, or you can join us by going to our website, wfiu.org slash Noon Edition. We are going to go to our caller now that we have on the phone. Uh, We have Randy, who's from Bloomfield. Randy? Hi, Bob. Hey.
8: MK, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I just, I, I really am kind of unclear about some things here. Um, first of all, I really don't understand how the people you invited declined when I know that there are some really staunch people uh, available for comment. I don't really understand where you're coming from when you tell us they've declined to comment because. Uh, first of all, I happen to know a lot of people that would have come onto your show.
1: Well, we had, uh, if, if you uh, if you were with us the first part of the show, we had Greg Wallace, who's executive director of Hope and New Life Ministries. But we yeah, tried. And
8: he turned out not to have much of a backbone. He, didn't, he really didn't stand <laughs> up. Uh, he wasn't. Anyway, so yep. the thing of it is okay, I'm, I'm a single guy. If I fell in love with a girl and I asked her to be my wife, that would be a union under the eyes of God. All right. Now, having been brought up in a Christian upbringing, I could easily find. A-
3: Whoops.
1: We seem to have lost Randy. Nope. Okay, we lost Randy. So, we—I uh, think we have another caller coming in, but uh, maybe Randy will call us back. All right, so we're talking about HJR three today. I wanted to to go back to the comments that Marjorie was making before about the change in um, attitude about this issue. I saw a statistic from a Gallup poll that was done in July, and what struck me, and I'm going to refer to it in a column on Monday, but what struck me is that in the 18 to 34 year old cohort in um, the United States, so all Americans, 18 to 34 years old the number of people that would support uh, a federal law that would allow same-sex marriage was basically 7 out of 10, 69% to 27% that would oppose such a law.
4: That's right, and that's a good reason uh, why it's so important for people who support this ban to get it on the ballot this fall because that cohort of younger people is less likely to go to the polls than older people are, but particularly in an off-year election when there is no presidential contest, then the extent to which people over the age of 65 outvote the people who are under 25 is even greater than it is in a presidential election. There are a number of very interesting differences in public opinion, but one of the most striking similarities is that the proportional increase, the the, the number of percentage point increase in favoring same-sex marriage has been just about identical among Democrats and Republicans. Republicans, of course, started out at a much lower level of favorability, so they're ending up at a lower level of favorability. But even so, the last poll that I've seen show about a third of Republicans saying that they favor same-sex marriage. The one area that I think the Republicans are thinking about a lot is that Hispanic and Latino Americans, and it used to be black Americans, are somewhat less favorable than Caucasians are toward same-sex marriage, and this is one of the ways in which I think the Republican Party is looking to the future and hoping that, given the the very substantial increase in Latino or Hispanic American voters, that if you could find issues that appeal to those folks, um, the Republicans would stand a better chance than they might otherwise. Yeah. And um, this is an area in which Latino or Hispanic Americans are somewhat more conservative but they're not that much more conservative. And in fact, the most recent poll that I saw showed that African-Americans are exactly as likely to favor same-sex marriage as any other Americans are. Hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, we're going to go back to the phones. We don't have Randy back, but we do have Jack from Bloomington. Jack? Yes. Go right ahead.
9: Well, I'm just calling as a a Christian who is opposed to HDR3. Uh Uh-huh. And I, I think we have to accept the fact that religion is a strong undercurrent in this discussion, whether or not it comes to the surface. And my hope is that my fellow Christians will accept the notion and re- recognize it that new understandings have led us to move away from some biblical positions. Uh, slavery is a- approved by uh, the Bible. We no longer approve about the Bible. The Bible... Uh, condemns. I mean, we no longer approve slavery. The Bible condemns taking interest on a loan, and those of us who have savings accounts are taking interest on loans. So new understandings can lead to novel understandings of the Bible, and I hope that more Christians will come to recognize that, that this is not something that's antagonistic to the Christian religion. That's it.
1: All right, Jack. Thanks a lot for your call. Again, we have about 10 minutes in the program left in the program, so if you want to give us a call, you can at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. You can also join a live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition.
0: If, if you are opposed to this, uh, this constitutional amendment or in, or even having it go to the people uh, for a vote, is it, is it worth getting really worked up about? Because as you say, the trends are – that people, uh, the the general public, especially young people, those minds are changing. This is something that would be in effect for you know who knows ten, fifteen, twenty years, and and possibly, and then would be overturned by another uh, generation of thinkers. What do you? Th- what's your response to that, Marjorie?
4: I think that um, having that put into the Constitution as a way of uh, delaying the process by which public opinion change affects public policy. It's just going to take that much longer in order to make that change. I think the people who are going to benefit the most from having this on the ballot are um, people who buy advertising time for a variety of interest groups. The last uh, fight that I saw going on over a public vote on same-sex marriage was in Minnesota, And I think the last figures I saw were that $17 million were spent on um, television and Internet advertising on that issue. Um, This is basically a way for groups to uh, stimulate their potential supporters. And um, there are groups, I I certainly don't want to name any names, and let me suggest to Randy out there you can you can email us too. We are by no means cutting off people who are in favor of this constitutional amendment i 'm sitting here, and nobody has has flicked the off switch so that genuinely that anyway. was an
0: accident we aren 't sure what happened there
4: yeah and uh, this there are groups out there whose officers uh, basically get their salary from the donations that come from People out in the public who are very exercised about this in one direction or the other and who send in money and uh, the heads of these groups sometimes make a pretty substantial salary as a result. If they couldn't churn up this kind of public um, outcry, they would have to make an honest living. You know? <laughs> All
1: right. We have another phone call, and, uh, and then we'll go back to Mark. But we have a phone call from Marty now. Marty's from Bloomington. Marty?
10: Yes, um well I'm a member of the city council and I want to say that the city council voted unanimously against the passage of this uh mean and discriminatory amendment. And I think that the recent uh developments in the state commonwealth of Virginia and in Utah and elsewhere indicate that it will be very quick uh that the Supreme Court will have to face and I think probably reverse. All of these uh, bans on uh, same sex marriage. Uh, probably the reason will be that uh, it's a uh, uh, you're taking away um, uh, equal protection of the laws, uh, which is guaranteed under the Fourteenth Amendment. But there's also an, another aspect of it, and that is that there's no reasonable uh, basis for uh, the states to intervene in this uh, in this matter. I think it is a private. Private matter, which uh, we say we in the city council and most people say, is up to the churches, synagogues, and mosques to decide which uh, kinds of uh, marriages they will solemnize and which not. Uh, in other words, it is a private matter uh, for faith communities and not for the uh, not for the state. I personally feel that uh, any uh, uh, same-sex marriage ban is essentially an establishment of religion uh which is uh, prohibited under article uh the first article of the bill of rights because in fact it's only uh, certain religions uh and not uh, even all christian religions which uh prohibit uh, this kind of marriage and so to uh, write uh, uh their views into the constitution is a violation of uh of our bill of rights Uh, But it probably will be reversed on the basis of Article uh, 14, and uh, rightly so, because uh, we're not allowed to deprive people of equal protection of laws, except where the government has a very important uh, uh, reason to do so. And there is no important reason to prohibit people from uh, having the kind of uh, private relations that they, uh, uh, they wish to have. Speaking as someone who is now going to celebrate uh, 49 years of marriage, and I, I think it's difficult uh, for heterosexual couples, no doubt just as difficult for homosexual couples, but if people want to do it, I think um, it's in the public interest to have um, uh, uh, longtime married couples, wh-
1: whoever they are. All right, Marty. Marty Speckler from the City Council. Thanks, Marty.
4: Let me just remind you, though, that uh, the Supreme Court is the 800-pound gorilla. It does es- essentially what it pleases. And um, what the Supreme Court did with the California proposition that banned gay marriage a few years ago was to simply sidestep it. It said um, the people who are bringing this suit don't have the right to bring it. They don't have standing to mm-hmm. bring this suit. And so, therefore, we're going to just send it right back to the states. Um, the Supreme Court is is um, anxious to make sure that it maintains its own sense of legitimacy. And uh, I, I would, frankly, with all due respect, I would be kind of surprised to see it overturn these amendments real quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Mark, you had some comments. Uh,
2: from what I understand, Utah spent a million dollars defending its statute. And, I, and so that is something Indiana will be looking forward to. Uh, another million dollars going to defend this. So when, when we're talking about why, why even worry about it, just let it go through. Um, the other issue is that if this amendment passes the legislature and we have almost a year of, uh, as, as Marjorie said, advertisements, uh, an ongoing battle, mm-hmm. Indiana will be the focus of the nation, and, and how does that make us look? I mean, I, I consider it embarrassing Um, for the state of Indiana. We're already viewed nationally almost like some of the poor southern states. Um, We are an unhealthy state. We're one of the most unhealthy states in the country. Um, We have a a low quality of life rankings. Um, We have uh, our uh, pay uh, per person is lower than the the national average. Um, So... When we're trying to actually get people to see that Indiana is a is a fantastic place to live with welcoming, warm, welcoming people, and meanwhile we have all over the country uh, news covering us as being uh, bigots and trying to discriminate against certain classes of uh, people that we just uh, don't agree with. Uh, I think that's a that's a real negative for Indiana, and, and hopefully uh, the legislature will see that. Uh, it's in our, all of our best interest if they just uh, do not pass this. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. We have a couple more callers we're going to try to get to in the last three minutes. And the first one's Alex. Hello, well, Alex. Hello. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Hello there. Thank
7: you very much for taking my call. American wisdom goes uh, follow the money. Politicians want to be elected for whatever reason. They need money for that. And a lot of money comes from businesses. The biggest businesses in Indiana, like Eli Lilly comments, they are against that. Yet, there are plenty of others. What may be their reasoning for supporting that uh, legislation?
1: All right. Do you have any uh, reaction to that? Why would a business support this legislation? Would... Why would a business support it passing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, that's what Alex was asking, I believe.
2: Um, I have not heard from any businesses that have supported or support this amendment passing.
4: The Indiana Chamber of Commerce opposes it mm-hmm. now that's, uh, that doesn't necessarily speak for a lot of small businesses. It may be that some small businesses uh, are headed by people who uh, who feel very strongly on an ideological ground. That
3: so
1: let me just check the Indiana chamber opposed it I: haven't. Mm-hmm. That's right okay yeah. I knew that, I know mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Chamber opposed it but. I, didn't see no, chamber. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. The Indiana Chamber may be sitting this one out. I, I haven't heard. Are, it's right. the Indianapolis, Indianapolis
1: chamber, chamber actually mm-hmm.
2: uh, supported the amendment. Indian, uh, the Indiana Chamber, and I imagine because of its relationship with the Republican
1: Party, has is, is chosen to sit this out. Yeah, the Indi- Indi- Indianapolis Chamber definitely is opposing the Opposing the bill. amendment, right. Mm-hmm. Stan, go ahead. We got so Stan? this
10: is being covered, I yeah. apologize as I understand it if I'm if I'm correct that marriage is a contractual matter that is covered by law and whether or not uh, members of, of, of a church or synagogue uh, are allowed to perform it is a, is a separate issue but it's primarily it seems to me something that is covered by law and therefore to oppose uh, a same-sex marriage is to deprive uh, a person of his or her right of, of contract. It, it might be too
1: simplistic. Let's have a, a quick answer from either one of you. We're we're really out of time, so I,
2: we're, I have,
1: we're not lower I, I would right? I would think so. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Okay, Stan. Sorry, we're going to have to cut what you off because we're yeah because we are out of time. I want to thank uh, the callers and our guest today, Marjorie Hershey. Uh, State Senator Mark Stoops, Greg Wallace, who is with us for the first half of the program, for Claire McInerney, engineer Mike Pashkash, and Mary Catherine. I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for calling.
5: Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald-Times.